I'm pretty numb to all senses right now, but I can hear you barely. <laughs> oh, okay, I got I got new headphones, so you can hear me all uh, That sentence wasn't too clear. What would you say? You're on what kind of phone, or what are you doing? I got new earbuds. New so earbuds. I hope they work okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, welcome. It, it's an annual tradition to do a farewell pod. I do it every year, win or lose. And uh, this is the first year I had someone on. I needed to share my joy a little bit. So I, uh, you called me last night, and and since I knew you were plugged in, I wanted to have someone to talk some football. You're set, you set a record yourself tonight. Oh, congratulations to me. <laughs> Pop the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure you're glad the year's over, but... Uh, I'm not. That was that was a fun ride. I can't believe. I still can't believe I uh, won back to back with this team. I just God bless head to head because uh, it was what a wild ride. Vinny lays an egg. I mean, points champion, one of the better teams we've ever seen. And uh, wow, I'll take it though. I'm happy. Well, it'd be interesting to see. I would go back and, and look and just see point differential and championship games because. I mean, Vinny, I know it's rubbing salt in the wounds, but that, that's a, what, 24, 32-point win? Oh, that's, that's pretty substantial. Yeah, man. and it, I swear, I I don't know if we've quantified it yet, but the spike weeks, the 30-plus point weeks that guys are having the last couple of years, I feel like it's the first few years we played fantasy was so much more rare. Like, man, you have guys, I mean, you talked about it, we talked about it. I had Marvin Jones and Ayuk starting off with five total points. You know, it looked like, how am I going to win this thing? And then you got these these spike weeks from guys like Gaskin. And, I mean, just, it's just, uh, no, I mean, and, yeah, it ended up being, like, kind of a blowout, which is just, I can't, be, I, I just can't believe this whole season. And this week especially, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty happy, but it seems weird. Well, I mean, since we're doing this on the podcast, I, I didn't text it out. But, you know, I talked to you about it yesterday. When I started going over uh, your starting lineup, and, and, and you and you and uh, Raider Native pointed out, it just it's just how it looked on paper. Yeah. But for the league out there, um, you rolled down the starting lineup with nobody drafted higher than the fifth round. Montgomery <laughs> in the fifth round. No keepers in your lineup. Nobody who was deemed keepable the year before. Whereas Vinny Greenballs was rolling out the lineup with everybody minus Cole Beasley either drafted in the fifth round or higher, or a keeper from the previous year with Josh Jacobs, uh, Derek Henry, um, Kelsey, Adam Jones, and uh, or Aaron Jones, and uh, Mahomes. So pretty, wow. pretty remarkable upset, really, <laughs> when you look at it in that, in that sense. But it's all about how you finish. Well, I mean, that's amazing, by the way. You, yeah. Are you in the championship or you've drafted this team? No. No. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, uh, just just a remarkable finish, really. I mean, it, it, I feel for Vinny because you can't do more in putting together a winning team than what Vinny Greenballs did. Yeah. And that's just that's just gotta hurt. But that's that's why we do head to head, right? That's why we do head to head, I guess. And I was I was preparing my speech to congratulate Vinny, you know, days ahead of time, thinking like. You know, because every year is a different story. Like, the story of this year is just what you laid out. Like, I think you could argue my team has been the most ragtaggiest, lowest draft capital, no keepers. I mean, 
I mean, I want, I don't want to say worst because I mean, I won 12 in a row, so my team wasn't that bad, but it was pieced together in an interesting way we haven't seen before. But for Vinny, I was going to say, you know, it's not the first time someone's played with a big stack, so to speak, but he did a wonderful job. I mean, you know, and, and you're on here to help defend the trade because I, I hammer you pretty hard about it, but. You know, getting Henry from you and, and Michael Thomas, which didn't help, and then getting the Kelsey trade from Slingbox. I mean, he played with the big stack beautifully. Like you said, he did everything he could. Mm-hmm. He had a team full of keepers, early picks, and future keepers, if you're talking about Metcalf. I mean, his team was just loaded, and this is why it's in head-to-head. You just want to get to the dance. Like, if you can get to the playoffs, then this variance kind of takes over, and you, you get what I got, which is a great team laid an egg. I got lucky, and, and here you are, so... You know, it's not always fair, but it makes it fun if you win. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really one of those things. Where it, 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 this is the remarkable side of it is you made, you made poor choices in the wide receiver, right? Like, that, yeah. could, that should cost you, right? Yeah. Having Cooper on the bench scoring 12 and Marvin Jones and how you doing what they're doing, but many couldn't, many's whole team. Just let him down. It's, it's it's a bummer. I mean, there's not like he had points sitting on the bench that could have made a difference. I mean, Connor over Cole Beasley would have netted him 11 more points. That's that's it. That's it. I mean, that's just just a just a a disappointing week for him. Yeah, I feel I feel for him in that sense because, um, I mean, I've talked to you on the phone and watched you beat me in a championship. So I mean, it's no fun losing. No. <laughs> No, and I've now I've tilted the scales. I've lost two championships now. I've won three, so I feel pretty good about it. I've now tipped the scales, but yeah, losing uh, losing sucks. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'll transition into the uh, I always, as Nate called it, my annual love fest. Uh, you know, I won again back to back. Super happy, but you know the league's full of good guys. So when you lose, I mean. There's not a guy I wouldn't be happy for, and I'm, every year I'm happy for whoever wins it. And for Vinny, uh, he was going for two and three years, and uh, even with that, having a better team, the point title, he still was gracious enough to not only keep a smile on his face, so to speak, via, via text and congratulate him, but on Sunday night or Saturday night, when I think even he was thinking it was looking pretty good, I, I don't want to think for him, but when Gaskin scored his first touchdown. Vinny said, texted me, he said, I may regret this, but I'm glad Gaskin got in there. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, oh. again, Vinny, like you were when you were on the phone with me in 2009, nothing but great sports in the league. I mean, Goalie, goalie was the favorite to win third place. Stefan Diggs starts slow and then explodes for Al Davis. I mean, explodes. I mean, I was joking with Vinny that that joke I was trying to make that didn't come through was like we were gonna have to count the points, title points if Diggs was gonna keep scoring touchdowns. So, um, really? Well, not. I mean, Vinny. So Vinny was up a hundred, approximately. I didn't even realize Al put up one hundred and forty-one. Holy cow! Yeah, he went nuts. That Devonte Adams Diggs almost seventy combined. So he comes from behind to beat goalie to get third. And then again, just a gracious league goalie. Goalies, he was basically congratulating me when Diggs was scoring touchdowns. So I root for everyone in the league. That's a great league. I'm very happy. So that's the love fest. I love the league. I always, even the years I lose, I say this. Um, it makes losing palatable when your friends are winning and stuff, and good guys are winning. So, but uh, let's be real. This night's about me, and I'm back to back champion. That's all there is to talk about. 
That's why you play the game. The first, the first and only in 13 years. I mean, I, if I'm in, if, if the heavy hitters are, heavy hitters are at my funeral for whatever reason, and we're talking about my list, list of achievements in my life, that's going to be on the list. Part of my eulogy will be back to back heavy hitters champion. Well, I mean, if you're just, if you're just looking at names, I mean, when you have a captain and Mark as keepers, you better go back to back. I mean, come on. Yeah. I can't. I, I'm. I, I'm telling you what. I don't even know how this all happened. I mean, it's a blur. Like, I've already. I already complained about it enough for someone who won back to back. But losing McCaffrey and Barkley for basically each guy for each year, basically, and then not having first, second round pick, and just hey, if there's ever an argument for guys who think it might be keepers, who think it might be hitting on early picks, I mean, I don't even know how. Every year, I'm, I'm just thrown back by like. There's just no rhyme or reason to this game. It's like all chaos. It's just chaos. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's fun. That's that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Because I know, I know, in talking to you, you did not watch the game Sunday night. Nope. I didn't. Nope. I didn't watch it either. But I watched it. I just watched it statistically on the app. And I mean, it was just. It, it's just yeah to have to have that game in snow. And have um, Henry and Jones not do much. It's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. The stars, the stars so. aligned. The stars aligned. That's all. There's just. It's funny. Al Davis, who by the way said he uh, did a, a an epic stair run when Diggs came from behind to win. He said he did an epic stair run up his stairs when that happened tonight. <laughs> so that's a good visual. That's a good visual. Um, so it's funny. When I would say in, during my lean years, which were 2011 to 2017, six losing seasons, I always joked with Al Davis about I was going to keep a notebook, and some of you guys have heard this before, about how much bad luck I thought I was having. Just like random bad luck. Right. And it's right. like, whether that was true or not, if you believe in statistical regression, especially for things that are based on luck and chaos, I mean, these last two years, like, I, I, can't, I still can't believe they happened. I mean... Devonte Adams dropping a ball on Monday night in the end zone last year. I mean, that basically wins me the the league last year. This year, we talk about ten different ways the stars aligned for me to win this year. It's as if the luck was against me for those years, but like regression set in, and all the luck just funneled into two years. And like, I'll just take my magical two years and be on my way. Good. I hope you finish in last place next year. <laughs> I'll tell you what it doesn't do though. After back-to-back titles, I don't sit there and think, like, I got it figured out. I'm even more confused. I'm like, I don't feel, like, super confident. I'm like, okay, we'll just you just got to grind week to week and make trades and pickups. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Hmm. Yeah. But I want to have well, you I mean, on. Who, who would have thought, thought you'd write David Montgomery to a championship? Never has a trade worked so cleanly. I mean, <laughs> if, if, you, if you rewind to the trade deadline – David Montgomery, the quote-unquote experts were saying, if you might think about trading, if you can, you know, not pay much for Montgomery because the schedule's good, da da da. And not that I needed the experts to tell me, I had thought of that myself, Andy. But I was like, let's just get, let's just give it a go, and like for it to work so cleanly that he gets five, or was it five? I think five good matchups, and him to just go. I mean, he's basically he was RB one. Like it's just the, the cleanest trade. Return return on investment you could have. It's just again stars align. That was another one. Incredible. 
I mean, absolutely yeah. amazing. I was gonna. I mean, I mean yeah. he goes. He goes after the bye week eleven, and he, his low was eighteen points in the championship point. Yep. He, and I traded 20, 23, 21, 28. <laughs> I traded for him when he had a concussion, was not cleared yet, and was on bye. So it was a, it was definitely buy low. I mean, we didn't know if he's going to be cleared for concussions, and it just that's the kind of things you need to get lucky to make a run. And uh, holy cow, here it there is, here it is. Um, so again, not to you know, not to be all sunshine and roses. We should let the league know that I let you and Nate know. That I put some serious painkillers on this game tonight, for <laughs> especially on Beasley. Oh, what did you do? What did you exactly do? So, for those at home, like I will, I will gladly buy myself a title. So I put my Bovada, the rest of my Bovada account. I cleaned it out. Three hundred fifty dollars of painkillers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And so, it, yeah, all of a hedge. Um, it's it's just it's like it's so it's so it's not about the money anymore. I just want to win so bad. Uh, but I had bets on Josh Allen under one and a half touchdowns, and then I bet big on that, and I bet big on Beasley scoring a touchdown. My thinking there was if Allen only has a touchdown and it's to Beasley, he actually has a good chance of, of coming behind coming from behind and winning that. So that was my biggest money. But then I put it, uh, money on Beasley two and three touchdowns too. So if he would have went uh, Stefan Diggs or Devonte Adams nuclear, I would have won. I think over thirteen hundred dollars. I mean, it would it would have been a nice payday if uh, if he would have went nuts. But um, as it stands, I gladly pay that money to win. So that's the way I look at it. So, so you cut you cut your championship winnings by thirty five percent. Well, here's the funny thing: the pain, <laughs> the painkillers are nothing new. I've been talking about it for years now, and I've been doing it for years. So during those years right. when I was feeling like I was unlucky. Like I was beefing up the old sportsbook account because I kept winning painkillers. Um, but the funny thing is, and then so, there, but then you look at like there's a there's a straight line correlation because because the last two seasons that I've won the title, I've done nothing but lose painkillers, and so like you could see when my lucky years were because I built up a bunch of money and then I spent it all the last two week, uh, years. So um, yeah, I've definitely cut into my winnings. It's not about the money, that's for sure, because I yeah, I cut into my winnings pretty good. Congratulations! Thanks, man. And so I'll I'll, uh, I'll pay out Al Davis's one eighty. I owe Vinny. I got to do the math. I owe Vinny five hundred plus the high score. I owe him a, probably about eleven hundred bucks. So he's got a nice chunk of change coming his way, even though he lost. So. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Whew. And I didn't. And now we enter. Uh, now we enter playoff season and playoff seeds and keepers. And then I heard this morning the NFL might. Expand the the season to another game next year. Oh, interesting. So we we're talking what about what does se- that mean for fantasy football? A seventeen week fantasy season, then? I, I don't know. Boy, well, they've been pushing for that for years. I mean, it sounds like you're saying they're they're getting closer finally. No, I mean, that's what Ian Rappaport was talking about this morning, mm. is that it's being proposed and it's strong. And one of the reasons they're gonna, is cutting down, they're going to cut down preseason to like two games. But, you know, with the loss of revenue from this year, having that extra game was something like, you know, a, a, some obscene number for the league by having an extra week. For the dollars. I think that the only hang-up was TV. It's just, can they get the TV contracts on wow. that? 
Jesus. Uh, well, I mean, hey, if we made it through this season, and by the way, as part of the farewell, congratulations to all the hitters who made it through 2020. We made it through COVID. It was a few yeah. small bumps, but it definitely went better than we thought it could have went. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident we'll be able to basically tackle whatever they throw at us. I mean, they change the way the league's set up or whatever, but, uh, hey, we, we, we suffered through this year, so we'll figure it out, whatever they do. Um, Andy, so a couple notes. Pickups are done. All the keeper pickups, all the waiver wire stuff, it's officially the offseason now. So if you pick anyone up, it's the offseason rules. Um, before we so leave. Saldana is not here anymore. I don't think we have to worry about that. Yeah, well, yeah. Saldana is not here. So I wanted <laughs> – let me just – let me throw this tidbit out there, a little nugget. Danny Kirk told me that Mike Saldana got back into fantasy this year. Oh really? Yeah, and I had a word. I had a word with him. I said, "Look, you had a, a, a no compete clause for two years, so I, you know you did no harm. <laughs> you waited your two years before you you know before you got another league." But I said, "Just want to know, like, you know, I was hoping if you came back, you'd come back to our league, and maybe we could make it a twelve teamer." And basically, he said, "You know, no offense to the league, no offense to the commissioner, but you know." It was a lower stakes league that is that they did at work at school, his school league, and uh, you know um, that was all there is to it. He's not looking to get back into hardcore fancy football or anything, but just thought the league would be interested to know that. Wow! Yeah. Did he draft Aaron McFadden? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I did. I did tell him. I did say, well, you know, that's fine. I hope that we prepared you to dominate those leagues like that, those lower rung leagues, since, <laughs> since we're top of the food chain. And uh, he said, "No, I started zero and six. So, um, so I'm disappointed that we wow. didn't te- we didn't teach him better as a league. But <clears throat> but Mike was famous for it. You know, Vinny. We're talking about Vinny again, as he had the rough night. He didn't sit on his team. Mike was famous for not doing changing his team the early years of heavy hitters. And uh, hey, he's not part of the league anymore. So maybe he learned he didn't learn his lesson and sat on his team for too long. And um, but yeah, so." That was a nice tidbit. Um, but Andy, I know you're old. You, you didn't sleep. You didn't take one day off of fantasy this last year. So before, <laughs> before we go, do you have anything regarding next year that you'd like to bring up for those last couple of minutes? Well, I mean, really the only thing, the thing, the thing that I find interesting for next year is like I talked about, I mean, do we change anything if they had another week to the season? Um, but, uh, you know, kind of like I've talked to you about, and I think I've mentioned on the pod or anything, is I think, I mean, this is going to be the deepest first round we've had in a long, long time. Yeah. And it's it's going to be, you're going to have to put your work in our roster construction, I guess, on and exactly what you want to do with how many games are going to be there in the first round. So, yeah. Um, I mean, knee jerk for me, you know, with the AFC 1C, you know, and the odds looking good to having a high draft pick. I mean, with those games, I'd rather have a lower draft pick this year. And I didn't talk about that every year, but yeah, yeah. You know, the draft, the draft order is going to have an effect on certain keepers in the first round. You know, Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook. You know, to say this, to say just a few. So, well, you know, you sent me an yeah. article. You sent me an article yesterday where one of the guys you subscribe to 
did a 2021 draft looking ahead already. Yeah. So I wanted to tell yeah, you. Yeah, so they got this guy. Mm-hmm. He basically he kind of considers himself an ADP guru. So he does a he does an ADP um, prediction essentially of what he thinks the ADP is going to be for next year. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. I will say though, nothing was like my eyes bug out of my head crazy, but I read a guy's article today who claimed that. In read, and you're going to probably hear this a smattering of this. Number one pick in redraft. Now this guy's doing half point PPR PPR, so I know this is different. Mm-hmm. He's saying that he's making the argument the number one pick overall should be Travis Kelsey. That's, I mean, I don't. I definitely could see how you could make a case for that. That's wild, man. That would be so shocking if he was number one in some of these redrafts. I mean, number one in our league, even. I mean, that would be uh, outrageous. Oof. I mean, and really, I mean, Kelsey's here. We kind of talked about that. Kelsey's here was interesting because you know he sets the receiving record, right? Yeah. He his consistency was amazing in a juggernaut offense, and he never scored over twenty points this year. Like, he never had a bananas game. Yep, you're right. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that's so funny. That's yeah. Tons I mean, of he had, a, you know, like he had one dud at three points. Other than that, it was seven points or higher. He had a touchdown in almost, in what, like nine, ten, no, twelve games? One, two, three, four, five, eleven games. He scored a touchdown, but he never had a, a like, league, uh, a week winning game. Right, right. So it's kind of interesting, you know, because, I mean, you think about he, every year you get older, right? Yep. Like, I don't know. I mean, but you can make that argument, but, uh, you know, he, he is such a, uh, I mean, really shooting position, such a, uh, just an advantage that you can make that argument. I mean, I think he should be a first rounder, no doubt, anyways, but number one. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the consistency's been there, what, five straight years with a thousand yards? Yeah, so. Yeah, and with the quarterback who's going to feed the ball, I mean, why not? Why not? Well, Andy, yeah. 22 minutes. I usually do about 5.10 on these wrap-up pods, oh. but hopefully, every, hopefully hopefully, everyone will listen. Thanks for jumping on. It's the first time I've had someone on. Um, well, Nate, congratulations. Nate congratulations. Said, was yes. there champagne? Was there any any bottles popped? Um, I didn't pop any bottles, but I'm going to go pop a bottle of Diet Root Beer right now and enjoy the shit nice. out of it. I'm going to drink the shit out of a Diet A&W. Maybe, right go, maybe two, two Quest cookies tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm ecstatic. I went a decade without winning. I won two in a row. I'm so happy. So, uh, again, I love the league. I love I love you, Andy. I love everybody in the league because it's a great one. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, I hope we're together. I hope we're together long enough to where other people can get back-to-back. And... Um, that, that'll be it for now. Oh, last note, let's get pumped for the draft next year because this last four months flew by. Let's get pumped to be in person next year and really do it up. Absolutely. I'm in. All right. I'll talk to you Congrats, later. Kamish. Thank you. All right. See ya. Bye. All right, League. That's it.
love fest. Extra love you this year as I'm the back-to-back champion. Um, I'll be in touch. And happy new year. See ya.